0: Hey, hey you, got bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. After using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a set beauty contest. I'm looking out for you too because I get an exclusive 20% off discount. Use code BLACKMENCRY2, T-O-O, over at Manscaped.com. On this special bonus episode of Black Men Cry 2, I have the pleasure to sit down with three of our favorite guests from season one. Thank you, Felix, Cash, and Denzel for joining me again.
1: No doubt. Thank you for having us. Thank Thank you for having us.
0: So to kick it off, Mm -hmm. I just wrapped up season two, but I wouldn't be able to be here if I didn't do season one. And to do season one, I needed men like yourself to say yes. What made you say yes to sitting on a couch and talking about your feelings, your emotions, your story? What made you be like, you know what, I'm going to tell my
2: truth. Um, For me, besides the fact that we've known each other for quite some time and I'm here to support you in everything that you do, um, I was in a really uh, interesting place in my life. Um, I had been going to therapy and I've been working on myself and I felt, you know, why not? What do I have to lose? And I'm also a big advocate for therapy. So when I meet people, I'm like, yeah, you should definitely go to therapy. And I'm open about talking about my problems. So why not put it out on, on your platform? You. Mm-hmm.
3: For me, um, I'm open in my music all the time. But I'm, I also work with kids. And I understand that just sharing your your own story could really um, spark uh, a voice in somebody else to, you know, uh, handle their situation or, or take their situation by the horn. So that's really why I said yes. That's
1: beautiful.
4: And uh, for me, I've always been like an outlet or a voice of reason for my friends and family to where I don't uh, really express myself. And my girlfriend made me really uh, see that. And this was like some form of therapy without going to therapy. So thank you.
0: Oh, God. Thanks, Mm -hmm. (laughs)
4: Kevin.
0: So to sort of touch base and break down your answers, you had mentioned therapy. Mm-hmm. One thing that I loved replaying in your episode was so many times you were like, huh, I never thought about that. I have to talk to Katie and yeah. Katie is your therapist. Yes. How have you been going through processes of essentially recognizing the connection of what you need to unlearn and relearn, basically breaking your own generational curses, cycles, toxic traits, whatever you want to call them?
2: Um, I think something that I mentioned a lot in the in that first episode was just being honest with yourself. Um, And I realized that when we filmed that episode, I wasn't being 100 percent honest with myself. I was getting there, but I wasn't there 100 percent. So now that I've really uh, because I said it so many damn times, whether it be on the episode or to other people, um, I realized that I do need to be honest with myself. So I almost had like a self-talk um situation and i've been doing that a lot lately i don't see katie as much as i did before before i would run to katie like there's a problem i gotta go to you um now i think about it and i talk to myself about it and i write it down if i need to um and i meal it over my head and then i go to katie when i when i think i found the solution you know and i'm like i just need a little bit of reinforcement um but yeah that that's my like now i am living in my truth and it's kind of creepy but is, is very healthy
0: and when you say living in your truth how does that help your day-to-day like do you feel you're walking around lighter or do you feel like it is what it is yeah. this is just who I am
2: it's a combination of both it's a combination of both I feel much lighter it is what it is it's a little bit of all of that um it's one of the it's very freeing you know like we don't realize sometimes how much we um put on ourselves Mm -hmm. so much i mean obviously there's a lot going on in the world so that we have that trauma but then the childhood trauma and then trauma that we inflict on our own like you know there's just so many things and um i think that for me now it's like it's cool like sometimes i think to myself i'm like damn if i say this i'm gonna sound crazy but people already think i'm crazy so why does it matter and i already know i'm a little crazy whatever that means right (laughs) so i'm just gonna say it and it is what it is you take it the way that you want to take it. Feel much lighter.
0: <laughs> I fucked up, by the way. Jesus, I did.
3: didn't <laughs> take the shot. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that in my head. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I was like, one of them knows that I fucked up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I wanted to say it, but I would to mess it up. Uh, totally
2: well, why don't? Oh, sorry. There's my producer mind going.
0: I was gonna say let's take the shot, and then right after the shot, I'll refill it so it still looks like we're talking with a drink in our cup. Does that make sense? <laughs>
3: No, I have oh, to repeat all yeah. of are good. Yeah. Their answers are good.
0: Yeah. I hate telling people to repeat because I'm like, fuck it, I don't know what I said anymore.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, you could you could just jump and continue it and then and then just...
2: Or you can fill the cup up a little bit and say, because this is a special, we're just sipping through the time. So, you, know, you don't have to take a shot.
4: She's going to do the same for the next episode. <laughs> right, that's all I'm like... gotcha. Yeah. So
0: so i Gotcha. Regardless So. all,
2: We can take the shot at the end. Cheers to that.
0: Okay. Yeah. So then you guys can sip freely now, if you'd like, at any point, and then we'll take a shot at the end. Okay. Maybe, I don't know.
4: <laughs> yeah, if you want us to take the shot now, we'll take the shot. Bax, what do you, I do you want? I think take
0: the shot because it's always a part of it. All
4: right. Okay. okay.
0: Wait, no, no. They're all set up, like, and I have the liquor here. Yeah. It was just, literally, I forgot to take the shot.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I waited.
0: I knew I had to tell you that I fucked up, but I wanted Felix to finish. So then, once we're done, I can jump into, like, I remember what I want to ask Cash.
1: (laughs) That's true. I agree. Uh,
4: <laughs> Cut this shit right, off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought that was actually a part of it when you stopped like that. Mm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that could have been it. You know, I actually fucked up, but let's take the shot. Yeah.
0: True. So we can keep that. I actually mm-hmm. fucked up. And then I'll just say, oh my God, wait, guys. We have to take a shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wait, guys. This is off brand. We have to take a shot. I am so sorry. <laughs> 2020 is <laughs> just still pestering in my mind. I got it all confused for 2021 now. <laughs> so, let's
1: kick it off.
3: Cheers
0: to the sequel.
3: Oh, sequel, sequel. Success, longevity. As I always say before I take my shots. Oof, the
0: wordsmith Smith <laughs> said it all.
3: <sighs> Whew. I haven't done henny in a while. Oh my god.
0: Mhm. I haven't done shots in a while. People, you know, outside (laughs) gatherings, miss them so much. (laughs) Cash, I kind of wanted to touch base on how you had mentioned the youth is your reason why you said yes. Mm -hmm. In your episode specifically, you spoke about something that occurred in your youth Mm -hmm. um, and that you spoke about being sexually abused by someone Mm -hmm. in your family. Mm -hmm. Since the episode has aired, have you continued that conversation?
3: Um, Yes, I actually opened up about it a lot more. Because my my family wasn't aware, like I was telling you before, um, but I actually spoke to my mom, spoke to my mom about it, and um, my mom was furious at, at first, and then she she was like, to be clear, if anybody doesn't know, like what I expressed before was that when I was about eight years old, had a situation with my, my female cousin, where she just did some sexual things that I didn't, I didn't I wasn't aware of it, the, the things like that. but um I recently spoke to my mom about it. My mom was furious, she actually contacted my cousin. on facebook wrote her a whole essay and then my cousin called me and then she she just i picked up the phone she was just cursing you telling these lies are you telling your mom that this i'm like i'm like listen if you don't want to admit what what, what happened i know what happened you know what happened if this is the energy you are giving me i have nothing to say to you you feel me so i'm like when you're ready to talk we can talk so she basically called me cursing me out and stuff like that so um on her end I'm just not going to deal with her but as far as me going through the process I've definitely identified um the places where it affected me in my in my adult adult life and things like that with women and things of that nature so I am definitely working on it and those steps that was that was a little rough when she called me like that I'm like wow but whatever
0: <laughs> well I applaud you um someone had told me recently not to tell others that you're proud of them because we should start living being proud of ourselves. So mm-hmm. I hope that you're proud of yourself yeah. for taking that <laughs> tremendous step and having that conversation with your mom. I can only imagine how challenging that might have been.
3: Took over 20 years. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> I hope you're proud of you. I am. I'm happy for you. Thank how do you feel now that you were able to finally express it with your mom and have that moment?
3: Um, It's still, it's still something that's like a little unreal to me because like, I still haven't talked to many people about it. I still haven't really done the real work with, like, I guess, like, therapy. And, like, it's just things that I've been doing internally. So um, I'm still a little confused about it, but I'm working through it.
0: Over here. Still Mm -hmm. here for you and rooting you on. Thank you. My phone is going crazy. And DG. Sorry. So
1: good.
0: So Denzel. (laughs) In your episode, you spoke about, you know, love languages and this being a form of therapy and starting therapy and how your partner was a big push for you into learning more things about yourself and becoming self-aware. How was it watching the episode back with your partner and talking about the things that you discovered and next steps that you want to do for yourself?
4: Well, we actually watched it separately. And I think, so I only watched it one full time and that was yesterday because like (laughs) you said you're going to get into why we like and went back into it and everything like that. But, um, she told me I did good. She told me she wants me to be more expressive and like, like I told you, she has all five love languages. I only have maybe two. So Mm. it's not that much to, you know, please me with the love and everything like that. But when someone has all five, you have to attend to all five. Mm. And I notice it all the time. She'll be like, Get off your phone. Write me a love letter. Do this and third. Come give me snuggles. (laughs) So, I mean, I have to be adapted to it Mm because I'm a, I would say like I give love, but I don't, I'm not a very expressive person. So I got to be on my shit to like tend to her needs and her love languages. So I'm trying to be more, well, I would say I have been more attentive to her needs and her love languages.
0: And you had also mentioned part of the reason why you said yes is you're typically the person that a lot of your friends go to. Mm-hmm. So who do you go to to have your release and your outlets?
4: Uh, myself. Hmm. Which is, I know that's bad, is. but this is why I come to things like this for forms of therapy. Because um sometimes you feel as though somebody might not give you the right answer to what you need. Mm-hmm. And you're always... I mean, not contradicting yourself, second guessing yourself, Oh, maybe I can figure this out myself. I don't need to to, take a second opinion, but I'm trying to be better than that. You know, it's all about being progressive and uh, moving forward. Mm
2: -hmm. Can I challenge that real quick? Of Mm -hmm. course. Is it a matter of um, people not telling you what you want to hear, could Mm -hmm. that be the problem? Like when you go and talk to other people, maybe they're telling Mm -hmm. you things that you don't want to hear, so you want people to agree with you. Or whatever it is that you're feeling. And maybe that's why you don't I agree with you. Cause I used to be that way. I agree <laughs> with you. And that's why that's why I'm trying to hold
4: myself accountable. Like there's a lot of things, like I even say in 2020 I fucked up a lot. And I hold myself accountable and not trying to go like, all right, you don't need this second thing. You know you fucked up. So take care of your shit and yeah. get on your shit. Yeah. Boom. So I've been trying to hold myself accountable mm-hmm. as much as possible. But I also, you know, try to express myself when I can to my girl. And yeah. she always says, are you feeling good? Are you okay? Especially, like, with my leg and shit. Mm-hmm. She's like, are you good? Like, I'm fine. She's like, are you lying to me? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm doing better. I'm doing better. Yeah. That's I crazy. like that.
0: Yeah. I like how you said holding yourself accountable. What's one of my favorite words? Accountability. <laughs> okay. And in speaking about accountability, when we look at 2020, a lot of issues within society were becoming an uproar Mm -hmm. there was protect black women the black lives matter movement Um, we're still going through a pandemic Mm -hmm. how are you guys holding yourself accountable as well as your peers accountable because it seems like we're in this big shift of really breaking down like systematic racism or Mm -hmm. problems within the culture and the community mental health in itself This being a platform and you guys speaking comfortably on it is a whole different. Like no one would assume Mm -hmm. you guys would do something like this five, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. So how do you guys hold yourself accountable and your peers accountable when it comes to making the proper changes?
3: For me, I'm um, I'm in the community, like I said, and um, there's a lot of battles to fight. And and, and I, found, I found myself getting overwhelmed a little bit in the beginning of the pandemic. Cause it was like, it was a lot of marches. It was a lot of um, things going on with like, my boy Flo was standing in front of this uh, woman's house in, in uh, Valley Stream. Cause she was getting terrorized by her neighbors because she was black mm-hmm. and a lot of that going on. A lot, of, it's a lot going on. So at the end of the day, I really, I really had to hone in on my, the things that I could handle being, being with my kids in the community center, um my young boys that reach out to me 17 18 years old that need guidance um really locking in on these things and really um just giving back to 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 what I know is best and not really trying to fight every battle because I was overwhelmed trying to do that Mm -hmm. so that's my form of accountability
2: for me um is uh learning a little bit more about everything um because I do feel that there's this pressure as a Person of color as an Afro Latino, that I'm supposed to know. Oh, because you're black, you're supposed to know. Because you're an Afro Latino, you're supposed to know. And sometimes I think, say things that are not correct at all by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so I appreciate the people that correct me whenever I do say stuff like that. You know, we live in a world where everything is cancel culture, mm-hmm. which I honestly do not agree with um, mm-hmm. as somebody that works with artists and with people that are in the media. Um, but I do support growth and I support, you know, people putting themselves out there and really understanding and asking the questions i mean there's been times where i've asked a question um and i've been told oh you're this phobic and i'm like no i'm not i'm asking mm. because i don't know mm. you know so i don't know how you want me to you know i don't know what you want me to do but i'm not gonna stop asking because it's the only way that we can keep growing so that's how mm. i deal with it mm-hmm. i read a lot too i have to, mm. <laughs> I, have to for me. Yeah. I think for
4: me with holding accountable i think um I think I might have got a little bit over excessive with it especially with over the the protests and everything because being able to work from home or not or not being employed every day there was probably like what eight protests going on mm-hmm. and for me like I take pictures on the side so I was trying to be at every one of the last protest and even if I wasn't taking the pictures I was like deeply engraved into it and You know, like, we're trying to be peaceful and everything, but those things could be dangerous, Mm -hmm. especially being in New York, Mm -hmm. like, with everything that that was going on in this area right here. Mm -hmm. You could just be walking around at 8 o'clock trying to come from work or just coming from a friend's house. You're automatically looked at as somebody that's trying to protest against everything. I mean, well, society was set up and everything like that. So there were times where I even, like, pressure my friends, even knowing that some of them that this is not really, like, for them, they're not really into politics and activism and stuff like that. So I called myself as a friend. I was like, "Oh, you going to the um, the protests in our school? Like they're trying to do it against like um, police brutality and everything in our neighborhood and everything." I know you've been, I know you've been a victim of it. He's like, No, nah, I'm gonna leave that to y'all niggas." Like, y'all yeah, good. You could do that. That's not my forte. You go out on the front lines and do all that. And I even had people ask me like, "Oh, DG, what's what's the protest this week? What's the protest this week?" And it yeah. came to a point where I had like my mother worrying about me and everything like that. So, Same. felt like I was being over accountable at a time Same. to where I didn't have to be at everyone. Mm-hmm.
0: It's almost like that pressure, like we feel like we have to do this. We have mm-hmm. to fight every fight and fight every battle. Mm-hmm. But how do you guys sort of balance that then when you realize this battle isn't my battle or mm-hmm. this is a battle I should stand up for? Like how do you guys decipher what fights to fight in a sense?
3: I go over feeling, to be honest. Feeling and, and, and really, at the, really understanding um, my, my position in the fight. You know, like, is this my fight? Of course, every almost all of these fights feel like my fight, but is this something that I need to directly be involved with, you know? Because like I, like I keep saying, I'm in the community every day, so I'm fighting every single day, you know? So I don't know. <laughs>
2: but I also think there's different ways of fighting. Right? Like everybody wants, oh, if you're not at a protest and you're not fighting, uh, that's not true. I was right. sitting in my house on social media looking at what everybody was doing. I chose not to put myself in that situation is a lot of people we're going through a pandemic Mm -hmm. and I think I have every right to not do that right Mm -hmm. the way that I look at it is I try to educate people the same way that I go out there asking questions Mm. um sometimes I have people that they'll say something and I'm like wait whoa (laughs) what did you just say Mm no, we got to rephrase that or this is why you can't say that. And we'll get into heated debates about it. And I have to sit there and and hear their side because we all come from different places. We all have different experiences. So we didn't all grow up the same. I'm a gay Afro Latino male. You know what I mean? Um, From the Bronx. From the Bronx. (laughs) Cash is not. (laughs) So we don't, we didn't grow up the same way. We don't know. He doesn't know things about me. So he might say something that may sound homophobic, but because, not because I know him, because I don't know you, but if I were to get to know you, I'd be like, well, he's not homophobic. Mm. Right. Let me explain to him, like, this is why this is what it is. Right. You know, so that's how I find it.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I agree with both of them. <laughs> 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 they both hit <laughs> the nail
0: <name> on the
3: head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a pause real quick, just if anybody wants a refill, because I know Cash did. Yeah,
3: thanks.
2: Um, I'll take a refill. I think we should all get a I'll refill, just so office. that it looks yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah,
0: that was part of it, too. <laughs> I was like, eh, I forgot to
3: do that. What's she talking about? Brugal? Damn, I wish you said that before we I took the shot. I was, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I was about to say, do you want it
3: then? No, no, I'm gonna keep it consistent.
1: Would it be cool if we use it for the next round because... Oh, hey. oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what time it is. Maybe. 10.45. Ten Ten mm. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah, was
3: good. It was good. My guy. What up, y'all? I go on. Okay. Uh, okay.
1: Oh, this is cool. So we know are Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. so with that how has 2020 being everything that it was changed yourself with your outlook of yourself being a person of color in america have you changed your definition
3: not at all it just became more apparent you know things are just more clearer like we we already know where we stood things are becoming clearer and things are becoming honestly better with the awareness, although some of it feels like it's like a market employee. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of people are mm-hmm. using using us for money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. But uh, I see no different, it's just more amplified. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I uh, completely agree with Cash. Um, I at first thought that a lot of it was just a market employee, especially like the Blackout Tuesday where everybody just puts the black photo. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, what are you doing today? It's so a whole <laughs> right. year later, and we're still in the same thing. People are still not moving up the ladder in their uh, jobs. People are mm. losing jobs. Mm-hmm. People not even qualifying for unemployment. Mm. So I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it is getting better slowly but gradually. So I'm not gonna take from it. You just praise it. True.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think for me. Um, 2020. I mean, it, it. I think on a marketing level, it was definitely amplified. You know, but these are conversations that we've been having for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I do think 2020 was the amplification of that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was a little different because, as you know, I was at Fire Festival um, for 20, in 2017, and working there and that experience. Yeah, this is ja Rule? This is Yeah, you was on the island.
0: Yes, yeah, he was. I was better oh, watch Hulu.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's two documentaries on Hulu. <laughs> we, we talk about it, but. um, you know, I think I mentioned it to Kat and the CVG team. Yeah. You know, I said while I was there, it was the first time I felt black, right? Mm. And it's not that I didn't—I never felt black. I just never thought that was a thing. I'm, I'm a person and I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing and I never, I i, I, I was that all lives matter person, mm-hmm. right? Because Ooh. that's the, because, <laughs> no, well, no, because here's the thing, right? I think all lives matter is what comes after we're in a good place, yeah. right? Okay. So for me, I'm okay. always, I'm a, it's a matter of, you're important everybody's important like right. there's no you know but i know that
0: all lives can't matter yeah. if black lives exactly don't matter. I, yeah i understand all of that
2: so for me in at fire festival it was like literally like maybe two or three black people working on behalf of fire media and we had all of these black people on the island working for us in what looked like a field mm-hmm. so when you would stand on the top of the um the hill and look down you see all the mostly black men all these black men working mm-hmm. in the heat Right. So the, la- the latest documentary that came out, I spoke about how I um, paid, you know, for my own money, you know, one, two thousand dollars a day to get water for the people that were working because yeah. they wouldn't sell us any, w- any more water because we didn't have any money mm. um, because I just I just thought it was inhumane. So for the first time, it was almost like, oh, shit, like it it, it hurt to mm. see that because this is us. Um, and that was the first time I ever felt plantation
4: alive. vibe. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the person that. that you are. Somebody could have had,
2: like, heat stroke. Right, exactly, like exactly. So, yeah, so Being for exploited. me, mm. 2020, it was, like, the marketing <laughs> aspect of all of that that we've all seen. I mean, that was my experience, but we've all had different experiences as black people, mm-hmm. you know. So now in 2020, we're going to put it on a marketing level and make it look good. Mm. That's that's what it was.
0: I definitely agree. Yeah. Um. But I think what's interesting also with 2020 is the internal that we've all kind of shifted in, like. Yes, curious to hear your thoughts but for me it was i'm no longer code switching like you guys are going to get what you're going to get from here on forward like Mm -hmm. you guys know my worth Mm -hmm. i'm not going to back down i'm not going to make you guys feel comfortable i'm going to use my terminology Mm -hmm. i'm going to talk in my culture i'm going to show up as me and you guys are going to have to get used to it the same way i have to get used to being in these uncomfortable spaces where there's only me sitting there Mm -hmm. and no one else but me and i have to be the token Mm. This is who I am. And this is my voice. And I'm going to speak out anytime that something doesn't sound right. right. If there's an education aspect of it, how have you guys like owned your voice, especially since you're sharing your truth, you're sitting down, you're having more open conversations. Mm. How have you guys gotten more comfortable in yourself and your voice?
3: I just want to touch on something you said as far as code switching. Cause I like recently um, at my job, they wanted me to perform for the kids, you know, and they denied my performance because I was using words that were too. What did she say? She said, um, tr- "I don't know if it was trendy or what." Like I said, <laughs> "litty," trendy? and I said, it wasn't even curses."
0: That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe they
3: told me to rep- replace words like like that, like "lit" or like or like like. So slang, herb, just herb. This I was slang. So slang, and because I, I took out the curse words, two curse words, I took them out. But then they denied it because of my slang, and then in my head, I'm like. What What's the issue with the kids hearing this? They're you the know? ones
0: that say it. First. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> we learned it
3: from them. Them hearing that from me would actually probably make it a lot better.
0: More relatable. More relatable. So they can resonate with them you. So after them telling
3: me that, I really, that the whole code switching thing, like, like I, made, I made sure that I, I actually use my slang at work now. <laughs> not, not, to where it's, not to where it's offensive or anything like mm-hmm. that, but I'm being me a thousand percent, especially after... I just had to touch on that now that you said that, but yeah.
0: But <laughs> I like that. And I like how you even caught, too, like the relatability. Like, how else do we feel mm-hmm. connected? We need to see what we weren't granted when we were right. younger. Yeah. I can't tell you I had black teachers when I was younger. I had three throughout my whole life. Maybe two yeah.
4: college. Mm.
0: Same.
2: Oh, wow, I had one. I never... No, I had two. That's crazy.
4: But not even a male, was
2: it? No. Oh, mm. mm. Um, I had maybe Mr. Cooper. I don't even remember the name. Of high school. <laughs> I
0: had one in high school and two in college. That's it. Um, hmm. cool. Sorry. But yeah. Denzel, Felix. What, what was the question? With the question. <laughs> How has twenty twenty made you more comfortable like in your voice? Mm-hmm. Or what changes within yourself did you realize? You know what? From here on forward, I'm gonna move like this. I'm gonna operate like this.
4: I, I think I think twenty twenty as a whole made me I don't know if anybody else feels like that. Like, I reset it. Oh. I t- hit the reset button. I try to take more self-care. And like y'all said, um, speak my truth. Don't let nobody, I guess you would say, talk down upon me or, mm-hmm. or belittle my worth. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's about um, just more self- self-empowering. self oh. I like that. More self-empowerment than than this year and going forward. And I remember I made a, a tweet last year that I said, I don't care. It was before Juneteenth was a nationality. I said, I don't care. I'm taking off. Juneteenth for the rest of my life. Mm. So that's real.
0: I said the same thing, and then our <laughs> job was like, "Hey, moving forward, June right yeah, i was, I got like, I got, I was I gonna, got gonna be off for of the beginning
4: list. of the year. Yeah. I was gonna now be now off for
0: of You wasn't gonna find me. <laughs> Where's Catherine? Off. Uh, What's today? <laughs> She's off. Mm-hmm. I'll work July Fourth if y'all want. I'm not here Juneteenth.
2: <laughs> for me, um, because I because 2020 was what 2020 was, mm-hmm. um, and I was able to really hone in on therapy. Um, I think that that allowed me to be, what's the word? Um, I guess honest, um, with who I am and like putting that out there. Like I even found in dating, um, you know, it was it was because there's there's a lot of it in the gay world, too. You know, so it's like, oh, he's a little too femme for me or he's a little too masculine or he's a little too this. He's a little too that. Um, and I had to come to terms with the fact that I was who I was. Right. Mm-hmm. As gay men, we all have a little bit of a feminine touch. That's just how we are. And then there's some gay men that have none. Mm-hmm. You know, like we come in all different shades the way that everybody else comes in all mm-hmm. different shades. So mm. I had to be comfortable with the fact that, you know, once in a while i may say, hey, girl, you know, I <laughs> get, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and it's OK. I like that. Yeah.
0: So here's a little on the spot question. Mm -hmm. How did you guys feel watching yourself? Like was there something there that you were like wow I didn't realize that I needed to work on this or I didn't realize that I feel comfortable with this. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What was your biggest like aha moment watching yourself back in your episode?
4: Uh, I would think that when I first watched like I said earlier, I only watched it twice. Mm-hmm. When I first watched it, I might have gotten maybe like two minutes in. And like I could tell I was nervous uh, during the interview. And I got nervous and secondhand embarrassment for myself <laughs> watching. So I was like, "Nah, I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> so then when you emailed me the other day and talked about the love language and everything, I'm like, all right, I got to sit down and watch this shit. <laughs> so I watched the full thing. And then um, it was... I liked it. It was good. I feel like a lot of more topics I could have been more, uh, more expressive? in detail. Yeah, more expressive, more, <laughs> more in detail about it. But I mean, that's what happens when you look back and you just critique yourself. Right. So I don't want to be hard on myself, which I was in the past when I, when it first came out. And then a whole year later, I finally watched it. I'm like, oh, all right, that shit wasn't that bad.
0: And how did your peers respond to it? Sorry, everybody that said
4: Everybody said it was good and said that they wished I would be more expressive, but I was just taking everybody else's opinion. I'm like, all right, so you, you liked it? All right, it's good. I don't have to go see it.
3: I'm not gonna lie, it was very similar for me. Like, it was very cringey. Um, seeing myself talk about certain things um, is just a, still a little odd for me. Cause I'm used to seeing myself talk about music a lot. Cause I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. I see myself in front of the camera, it's music, music, music. And I'm comfortable, mm-hmm. I'm confident and all that. But when I see myself talk about stuff from my childhood or whatever, I, like he said, I can see that I'm nervous. And watching myself be nervous, after being so confident in the other levels, it's like ah, I can't watch this. So I bail I'm gonna be real. I didn't watch the whole thing. I probably watched probably like two minutes of it, and I knew what it was about. And the people that responded to it, they they definitely liked it though. You know, they saw a different side of me, and um, and things like that helped with my music. But but yeah, it was very cringe.
0: <laughs> if I could double down, you said they saw a different side of you. Mm-hmm. How did you feel knowing that? Like okay, now they saw this different side I'm assuming the side is your vulnerable side Mm -hmm. your honest side your Mm -hmm. truth side how did you feel knowing like okay they they saw the layers off they saw the mask off
3: um I actually I actually appreciate it I I like it because like um then you could like almost almost piece together other parts of if you know me well you could like piece together other parts Mm -hmm. be like oh I know that so this makes sense you know so it it it, it helps it helps grow with other people in your relationships
2: and your friendships so I appreciate it mm-hmm. um <laughs> I didn't cringe as much um I too didn't watch the full episode at first um but I think the one thing I noticed was whoa you are very anxious you have a lot of anxiety because in anxiety and I also don't listen intently right <laughs> so I I never listened to um I I listen to respond. I don't listen to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't want to understand what you're saying. I just want to say what I have to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was like my biggest takeaway from it. It was like, oh, wow. Maybe if I listened to the question a little bit better, I would not have gone off on a tangent, you know, and you know this from when we've done speaking engagements in the past, like I always need a moderator because I always go off on a whole nother Mm -hmm. and I need somebody (laughs) to bring me back. And it's Mm because I didn't listen to what you were asking. I just want to say what I want to say. So I that's how I felt watching that episode and also the angle we were sitting in, but that's all.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> not gonna lie, to me too. I was like, oh wow. So Jim Trainer, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna find up tomorrow. Got it.
3: But how did it feel hearing us talk about these things? How did you feel? Oh. Watching yeah. it back <laughs> hey, in over We well,
0: <laughs> like, gotta scoot over now. As a woman. I like that angle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a woman, and if I'm being a hundred percent truthful here I felt blessed and blessed in the sense of minus Felix. We like just met that day. Mm -hmm. You know, we like were just recently starting to get to know each other. So I didn't know the two of you that well. And you guys were, you had said something that you literally said it's the first time I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, especially for your episode, it was wow. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's feeling comfortable. Let him get it out. Don't question. Don't make it weird. Just let him continue speaking. This is Mm -hmm. what this is here for. Let you get your truth out. Let you get your hurt out. Let you get your experience out. For me, it helps me understand black men better. Mm. And the reason why I say better is you guys are men of many words, but you're also selective with what words you're sharing with the world. Mm-hmm. Therefore, your stories get muddled because now you're allowing someone else to tell your story, mm. someone else to paint your picture, paint your perspective, paint who you are. Mm. So for me sitting there, it like Felix said, I had to actively listen. Now I'm actively listening to what it is that are what are you guys saying? Mm. What have you guys gone through? Mm. How have you guys continued living 20, 30 plus years with such heavy experiences mm-hmm. and still go out and party and still mm-hmm. show up for people, but then still have episodes of why are you lashing out that way? Mm-hmm. Why did that like cause you to shut down and not speak anymore? Mm-hmm. It really ties into understanding how you guys operate, how you guys think, and the weight that you guys carry. Because as a black woman, mm-hmm. we're technically looked at as like the last of the totem pole.
1: We are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: We have to work twice as hard. Um, We'll be lucky if we can even get anywhere closer to breaking the glass ceiling. All of that stuff, that's our pressure that we deal with every day. Mm. But then we love black men. Either they're our brothers, our family members, our actual lovers. How can we show up for them? How can I help make this an easier, not an easier experience, but make this an experience where I can say, I see you, I hear you, I'm here for you. So that helps me in a sense like, I also need to change the way I speak to black men. Mm. I speak about black men. Mm. like Even if I say niggas ain't shit, I'm going through something (laughs) with a nigga who isn't shit at that moment, but it's not a (laughs) blanket statement. Or even Mm -hmm. when I say that in my own personal situations, I'm still trying to dissect that person. Why is he behaving this way? Why is Mm. he acting this way? Why is he responding this way? Instead of me throwing more fuel to the fire how can I de-escalate this situation, get to the root of it, and be able to walk away mm. without it being another scarred, broken, battered story?
1: Right. right. Gotcha. I like that. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's a, lot right. That's a yeah. great <laughs>
2: It was. It was. It was. And I think that for black women, as you said, always at the bottom of the totem pole, black women are always trying to understand or or be there for everyone. But I think on this platform and being able to hear black men talk about their issues um black women can show up differently Mm -hmm. right because sometimes we think we're showing up just by Mm -hmm. being supportive and stuff like that and that's not what we need Mm -hmm. um so i think that it's it's a healthy balance between the both because
0: it ties back into the idea of black women black mothers coddling their black sons Mm. so for me it was thinking about okay what role did we play Mm -hmm. and why black men behave the way they do or act the way they do like why Can't they even feel comfortable or safe coming to us? We're supposed to be their equals. Where did we fuck up to? So that's something that you guys also were able to bring to light for me with sharing your stories and your experiences. So blessed and very (laughs) appreciative. Um, you all are spectacular men. Um, you all know that Thank you. Thank you You have a cheerleader in me. I support anything, almost anything. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I don't when have to finish right? The- <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. J- j- <laughs> j- <laughs> like, I don't have to cancel culture with my own homies. Like, damn, no, not Denzel. I was rooting for him. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But with that, I want to thank you again for coming back thank and you. being honest. Thank um, you. Yeah, yes. For thank you, and we can do one last salute. Let's go. Okay.
3: okay. <laughs> I'm not taking. We can we can chairs. I'm not
0: shy. Enough. <laughs> 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 to continuing this ongoing breaking of cycles and stepping into new blackness.
1: Yes. Yes. Salute. Salute.
0: And as always, you can tune in to season one and two of Black Men Cry 2, and you can follow us on Instagram as well as YouTube, Black Men Cry 2, T-O-O. I don't know what else to say, so that's all I got. <laughs> had no outro planned. I'm going to get up, but I want them to do a quick, quick manscape plug. They can do it. The they time? make
3: your balls, don't get them now. One more. Oh, on Is there anything?
2: Uh-huh. You've used Manscaped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what have you used? Oh, I bought the whole thing. Okay. <laughs>
3: we were just talking about it earlier. He's saying it's, it's not so good.
1: Uh, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've The yeah. Uh, but do
2: we each talk about a product or something or yeah like you know we'll because <laughs> <laughs> the deodorant is pretty good <laughs> i could talk about that okay so yes. i also, could the talk about good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was trying to see
0: it would be like possible if you guys talk amongst yourselves about
3: it okay <laughs> I'll be
2: nice. He can, he can, he
3: can lie. That's what a lot of these establish. ads do. <laughs> yeah.
2: The marketing is great. The packaging was amazing. The whole experience was. Well, we're
1: awesome. about, we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good phone.
0: You guys feel comfortable doing one?
3: If it if it if it comes out right, sure.
4: Yeah, that's cool.
3: Uh Yeah. So you're going to step out of it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, no, fuck it. You want to bring them?
3: You want to bring them over here? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: The bag is fire, that's a good smoke the bag, bag. Is great. It's The good underwear s- is pretty good too It's a good smoke bag mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Now this, this is mine, right? We-
0: <laughs> you can have one of the products on here. I have to see what I did bring because um, I'll I have, buy
3: it if I need to.
0: That's some scratchboard stuff. Okay. Can you and Denzel put your cup down, though?
1: Because oh, it's empty. You can
0: keep yours. All uh, right. Yeah. Thanks. Yes. Okay. Hmm. So you guys know I have this code, right? It's with this company called Manscape or whatever. Okay. And the code is T T O O. Right. Okay. And you get like twenty percent off and like free hmm. shipping, all that cool stuff. Hmm. But I don't have balls. So, <laughs> tell me, what has your experience been using it?
2: Um, I will say I love the deodorant.
0: The ball deodorant? The ball
2: deodorant is pretty <laughs> phenomenal.
0: It just walk me through it real oh quick. Oh, Just gosh. one quick.
2: It's like 24-hour like one... freshness, honestly. Mm. And it's like in a lotion type of. Do um, so you squeeze it? Is and it chafe yeah, you... resistant? Uh, I haven't tried that. I am gonna try that
3: is it okay to put the ball deodorant on before you about to get some action? Like if somebody was to go down there, are they going to taste some so type of- Like
0: I without I, showering? Because I'm still going to vote f- to take a shower.
2: No, no, you would obviously- No, a I'm a- uh, <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> I just I'm, look, I'm looking out for the sisters too, okay? <laughs> you take a shower and you put on the deodorant. Of course. I don't know. It, it does have a fragrance to it. Okay. So I don't know if they're going to so taste- probably It probably wouldn't be best. It, probably not. Maybe a couple of hours before- because it. It, it lasts like 24 hours. Okay.
4: So with the weather breaking and everything, I need a little breeze below the knees. That trimmer, get it done? <laughs> it does.
2: I it bet. It does. And it has okay. this little light on it. Okay. So it guides you through it. You know, so oh, it's that's like. light you, on it? Yeah. It's like a little. That's fire. Yeah. It's like a beam. It's a blue
0: light. Yeah. All right.
2: I don't know if it's blue. I don't know what color it is. But it's, uh, it's not blue. It's just a regular light. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> what's we'll happened? Check it
4: out. And what's, yeah. the,
3: what's, the, what's the code again? What's
2: the code again?
0: Black Men Cry 2, t
4: o t o Not the number 2. T-O-O. 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 Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like the Instagram
0: <laughs> and the website. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I think that works. That works for That was perfect. Cool. True, true, true.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. can i get a picture here
4: well yeah one of the uh, oil net on too uh-huh. that one was fire uh-huh. yeah.
3: <laughs> what, what are you looking for yeah you gotta move that stuff.
1: What is it? oh you want to that's the underwear that comes with it yeah it's like really good um